Yes, I like pina colada <laughs> and getting caught in the rain. Boom, 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 boom. You guys know why. Yeah. This is not in the script. This is not in the script. Look, at, look, look. Our guest is already inter- introducing himself. Uh, I, I did not sign up for this. Guess what? Yes, you did. Mark. So, everyone, yes, this is the most unusual introduction. The, what do they call that song? That's what, the, the, pina, the pina Colada song? I, I don't the know pina what the Pina Colada term. song. Okay. The Pina Colada um, song. Not because we love Pina Coladas. Well, actually, they're very tasty. Uh, but because we have a musician on the phone. And I just said that, like, Thurston Howell. I don't know why. I do not know why. But we have a musician on the phone. This is the Zero Hour. I'm your co-host. What's my name? Mark Fitz. And who is my hostess with the mostess? I'm Christine Chapman. And who do we got on the line? Brian. Uh, Please introduce yourself. That would be Brian. Brian with a Y. Brian. Brian with a Y. Last name Spain Howa. That would be me. Spain Howa. Where are you calling in from? Are you, uh, you're not local, are you, Brian? No. I'm calling from lovely Nokomis, Florida. Oh. Yes. Lovely. So, Brian is a musician who actually earns a living by doing his craft. Congratulations. You are the one percenter of musicians who actually earn livings that will do this show with us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And, I'm uh, your only musician. I'm, a, I'm your only musician. Uh, is he the only musician? Well, you are the only musician so far, Brian. But we so far, actually yeah. do have a couple of musicians, um, you know, on the slate. Yeah, Brian. Um, coming with up. With a Y. Fan, yeah, Brian. Fantastic. Okay, you guys. What? Please. What? You guys are like little kids, like gonna, having a little argument. I'm going to rough him up. <laughs> All right, Christine, kick it off, kid. All right, so I am super thrilled to have Brian Spainhauer in the house by way of a phone phone call in to in the, the studio. Um, Brian and I met, oh my God, almost seven years ago, I want to say, Brian? Something like that, yeah. And we have been friends, like, it feels like we've been sort of lifelong friends ever since when we can manage to stay in touch Right? Oh. Yeah. I think you talk, to my, you talk to my daughter more than you talk to I me. I do talk to your daughter more than I talk to you, but I, I am sort of remiss. I need to reach out to your lovely daughter and um, make sure that we have scheduled another meeting because she is now a junior in high school, and it's kind of crazy. It is crazy. They, man, they grow up. They grow up so fast, and both of our kids, I think, were in middle school when we first met. And, um, yeah, here we are. So Brian is, as Mark mentioned, a full-time musician. He has a presence online. He has an album out. I know that he's got a lot that he's working on. Drinks but, pina coladas. Um, and he also has a retirement plan to move someday to Costa Rica, which I think is fabulous. Adios mio. Um, and Mark and I are looking forward to your moving so we can come visit you and stay with you and, um, and yes, perhaps please. cook for you. Um, and you and Mark have a love of fine coffee. Oh, I didn't know that about you, Brian. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm more of a tea drinker these days. Really? I do like me some coffee, yeah. I know- drink Sencha Green Tea every day. It, 
It just keeps me healthy. It's more, you know, there's more caffeine in tea than there is in coffee. So I, I, I have a question. When did that transition happen, Brian? Because you used I'll to be a coffee drinker, right? Uh, yeah, I do. A, yeah, I like coffee. It just, it's not good. It, it's not good for my stomach. I see. Like, like I will partake in coffee. I just don't drink it like constantly. What else do you partake in as a musician? <laughs> <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Later. We'll talk about uh, that later. Mark. Uh, TH- THC and psychedelics. Excellent. <laughs> All yes. right. Yes. Yes. Can we can we move on to move. the to the actual story? I'm just, dude, he, I'm just, answer, I'm just answering. I know. I know. Dude he, dude, he got me into psychedelics. I want to do an episode on psychedelics. Well, maybe maybe we can ask Brian back when we're not interviewing him about his musical career. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Mark. Mark. <laughs> Remember that girl we were going to interview about the psychedelics? That, but, but she, she pulled the plug yes, on Yes, yes. All right, all right. I, I digress. All right. You do. Mark. Mark. Let's talk to Brian with a Y. Okay, so Brian, I, I want to start about, like by having you share a little bit about your origin story because you are not from... Nicoma, Nicomas, Florida. Is no, it ma'am. Nicomas? I have lived. I have lived some places. You I have in, like wonderful places. Like I grew up in Colorado, Hawaii, um, a little bit of California. Uh, obviously, Florida, Austin, um, Texas. Places. Right, Austin, Texas, for seventeen years. I forgot about that. How, how do you forget seventeen years? Psychedelics. <laughs> Psychedelics will do that to you. <laughs> oh, I, honestly, I can't wait for the two of you guys to get together because that will be a fun I'm, night. I'm speechless. So, this place you're from in Florida is that like is that like middle of the middle of the state? I've I've never I'm not familiar with. Yeah, it. it's like a Gulf Coast, uh, just about an hour south of Tampa. It's like I'm close to Sarasota. 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 Do yeah, you wear do you wear floral print shirts with matching shorts? God, God, no, never. Excellent, thank God. You know what? I'm kind of like the anti-Florida guy down here. Like everyone's Jimmy Buffett and floral prints, and I'm I'm the, the anti Jimmy Buffett. I don't play any Jimmy Buffett songs. Are you Doc Martens and flannels? Clothes. Doc Martens and flannels. Mm-hmm. I, I, at times, yeah, I like a good Western shirt. Honestly, that's the Texas in me. Yes, the Texas in you, indeed. Okay, so music, first influences, and and and. Well, you want to you want to be uh, the origin story, yes, right? Yes, yes. So I mean, as a child, my father was in the music business, as we had discussed, and he worked for Warner Brothers. Yep. Records, and he worked for a few of their artists. One of them, at, at a very young age, for me. Uh, was Bonnie Ray, so he was her tour manager. So I would be on tour with him. So you for, would go like, on tour with Bonnie Raitt? Yeah. How yeah, old back were in you? Seventies. Probably like five, six. So I like how you tell the story because people who have dealt with celebrity talk about it as if everyone has dealt with celebrity, right? Like we're talking about Bonnie Raitt, right? We're talking about like. A world-known musician, country like and western. An icon. 
You're like, yeah, you know, we tore manager was five, whatever. Yeah, I mean, this is before she was really an icon. That she, that's I think some of her best material was from that time, in my opinion. So, what was that like, though? Like, were you aware that she was a star? Like, were you aware that maybe she wasn't iconic, but that she was a real talent? Or was, was it just this her, is what her, her talent? It was, five. But it was pretty normal. It was pretty normal to me. Like, I was just surrounded by a bunch of hippies all the time, you know. Yeah. Everyone was high. Everyone was partying, and it just was normal. Okay, so. When did you pick up your first guitar or sing your first song or whatever it was you did, Brian? I know you're a guitarist, but... I mean, I think that was kind of back then because they were always laying around. And then as my dad veered away from Warner Brothers, he just started to manage bands around town in, in Denver, Boulder area where I kind of grew up mostly was as a kid. Was your dad so an executive like, at Warner Brothers? Was he, is he like an executive, formerly, or? No, I don't know exactly what he did. He wasn't, like, I know, like, he dealt with the executives. But. Okay. Okay, okay. So, um, for how long did you find yourself following your dad in work on tours of bands or artists who would eventually become icons? And, like... Are you connected to Bonnie Raitt today in any way, shape, or form? Um, I wouldn't say her personally. Like, her bass player back then, Freebo, he's still pretty well known. Yep. Um, we, we still talk. And he was a really good friend of my mother. My my mother's, unfortunately, you know, dementia and has no memory right now and, and isn't doing great, but... He was I'm really sorry. good friends with her, and we still keep in contact every once in a while. Wow. And he tours, he kind of tours the country doing house concerts. But that's my only connection, I would think, with that old, that time period. Wow. The band. But, um, uh, I mean, my dad worked with Firefall when I, in Boulder. So I was like in the studio with uh firefall which i i think they were a great band i still listen to their music honestly wow i i don't know firefall could you sing you one of their the songs for us please that i've always dreamed of i knew it from the start oh yeah yeah i know that song yeah. how'd i do how'd i do i'm auditioning how'd i do i uh, keep practicing okay so when do you decide in the trajectory of your life that you're like okay i'm gonna be a musician i am going to like throw my whole heart and soul into it or were you always a musician and when did you make the shift to become a full-time musician because that Uh, that's what's fascinating right i guess like when I was like in fourth grade, I discovered Kiss, you know, and it was like a combination of monsters and and rock music, you know. Yep. So when I saw Kiss Alive one, and like that was like my first record, and I wow. was like, that, I used to like just air guitar the shit out of that. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, air basing right now to Kiss. I'm air basing. We used yes. to have like 
air guitar concerts with the kids in the neighborhood. There's still pictures of that somewhere. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, but that's kind of like where it started, like I like with the idea of performing. Yep. Um, and then I would essentially, and I remember my mother got at that same year. She got Frampton Comes Alive, and that was another like really key record. Yep. Like because that was just brilliant. The songs on there, the guitar playing, I still listen to that. It's just such, such a great record. Um, but that really just, I just listened to it and I was surrounded by it all the time. And I moved around every year. I went to a different school, so I didn't really have friends, but there was always a guitar laying around. So it just, it kept me, it kept me out of trouble. Yep. It kept me busy, you know? So. Dude, my I first just, record was the Village know, People. I, uh, there's a lot of daydreaming as a kid and, it wasn't until high school that I started playing with other people that, you know, you start start work, working with. Are you self-taught? I am self-taught. Have you ever yeah. taken a lesson? Like, even as you were kind of growing up? Yeah, I've taken some, I've taken some lessons. I've, I've given lessons, yeah. you know. Um, I've kind of taught myself music theory to a point, you know, like. Yep. Um, but. I never, I never went to school. Like I never went to college. I right yeah. out of high school, we moved straight to Waikiki, and I brought, you know, I brought a guitar with me, and I uh, was kind of known for the guy with the black flying V guitar walking around the pool just jamming. Oh, and, wow! Uh, you got to send us a picture of that dude, Brian. So, <laughs> so you go, you go off to Waikiki. I feel so bad for you. And and like right out of high school, yeah, that so was a fun year. That was right after high school. And what did you do? You just you played? Did you wait tables? Like yeah, how did I, you? I played. I played in some bands, and I worked at Baskin Robbins and Waikiki. <laughs> Thirty-three flavors. And then uh, then we moved back like a year and a half later, back to Colorado, and then um, I started. I, that's when I kind of started playing rock music i had my own band and i actually used to sing back in the day because i don't really sing anymore but um until i moved to austin i had my own band called cat blue wow and and do you still stay in touch with your band members from back then do you do you are you i do you do i do and have they gone off to do other things uh, Brian Nix, he was my bass player and, and other singer. We like we were the co-songwriters, and we had a drummer. And uh, he he put out a couple albums called uh, this project called Imaginos, all online. But he pretty much he went back and got a you know a day job, a big boy job, and yep, had a family with a bunch of kids, and still still doing that. We still chat every once in a while. That's so cool. That that story about getting a day a big boy job reminds me of like a lyric from uh, Summer of '69. You know, Jimmy quit till he get married. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Brian, I got a question um, with regard to musical talent on the radio right now. Who do you think is overhyped versus underhyped? Like, like if I could just throw out names, uh, groups, right? Like overhyped, underhyped, and I, it, and I assume you listen to. Like, all forms of rock and roll. Like, uh, do you think, for example, and Christina and I were listening to this in a way over here, 
I'm a huge Led Zeppelin fan, right? And I happen to think I would re- I would refer to them as like the God group, you know, the best of each in their discipline. Uh, do you feel that they are hyped appropriately? That they are probably the best musicians ever to have to have walked Earth? I wouldn't say they're the best musicians. They're definitely probably the, one of the best rock bands to grace the planet. Yeah. What about? Um, what about like the Rolling Stones and their influence on blues culture and blues music and stuff like that? Like, I mean, you can't you can't take anything away from the Stones. I mean, whether you like them or not, they they're still fucking here. Yeah. You know. Yep. They just released a song last month and it doesn't suck. I'm like Jesus. Dude, maybe you know, it's like '95. Like, you know, like it, he's still like '95. It's like it's pretty amazing. It's it like. Is. Like I like the Stones. You can't. You can't. It's like a lot of people don't like the Beatles. I don't understand how they cannot because the songwriting. I love the Beatles. What they did in seven. What they did in seven years is still impacting this planet. Absolutely, and always will in, until our society ceases to exist. You know. You know when when I'm when I'm listening to the radio, like I immediately fast forward when I hear Red Hot Chili Peppers, and when I hear because like. They're so overplayed. Even like Guns N' Roses now, so overplayed. Uh, you know, I I like what they did back in the day, and I still like some of their stuff. Uh, but like, I think you know, Axelrod is very theatrical, right? When he sings. Um, and has anyone ever noticed how Axelrod today? Axel Rose. Ax, yeah, Axelrod Rose. Whatever. Whoever. <laughs> I refer to him as Axel. We're buddies. Um, how he looks like Donald Trump right now. Have you seen a recent picture seen, of Axel Rose? That. I haven't He looks seen like Donald that. Trump. He looks like something. I don't know what he's Dude, he's, he's got the puffy face, the red hair, like he shoulder does, length. He does look he, a little puffy. He's, he's, not, uh, he's not a handsome lad. He hasn't aged well. Okay, okay. Let's, let's, get back to, let's get back to full-time musicianship. And I had a question because I know, Brian, that you have been married that you have a child and that you have chosen the path of being a full-time musician. How has that juggle been as a person who, you know, is responsible for other humans and has a schedule probably of performance and practice that might not necessarily jive with the day-to-day life that is school and all of the responsibilities? Like, how have you juggled that throughout the years? Well, I will say, and jumping ahead to being a single parent and having a child 50% of the time, I've been blessed. To be able to work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, a Saturday day, and have my daughter, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, every other Wednesday. That's amazing. Kind of my schedule. So I was able to have her my half of the week and then work my ass off just put gigging yep. the days that I didn't have her when she was younger. You're you know? the cool dad, weren't you? Were you the cool dad? I mean, that's I debatable. So. Like she, uh, I think she was annoyed by it because people know who I am around here. You know, like okay. you don't go walking downtown Sarasota, CSCT without four or five people knowing who I am. No shit. And telling, oh, you're, you know, she got tired of hearing, oh, do you know your dad's a really good guitar player? She got real tired of it real quick. You know, 
You're an institution. I'm famous in Sarasota County. That's what I told you. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, how has it impacted relationships? Like, I know, I know because you and I are friends that, like, later in life, i.e. relatively recently, like, you have found found and allowed yourself to feel love, right? Yeah, like, I was, I mean, single for a really, like, many years, and I was fine. Like, I think you and I both had this conversation. It's, I mean, it's easy. It's fine. Like, it's, it, yeah. it was almost necessary because you got, you have to be responsible for your own happiness and responsible for everything, you know, and it was, a wonderful thing um but i mean the, i think the, the hardest thing is schedules like my schedule is off yeah like i work nights and weekends yeah so i don't i don't get to go out and have dates that often and um uh as far as like a normal what what people would call normalcy uh relationship so do you do you the nights when you're gigging like I have visions of you sleeping until noon, right? Uh, yeah, it's not like I mean, this is Florida, so everyone goes to bed pretty early. So <laughs> I mean, I like I I got a gig tonight. I'm I'm working five to nine, so I like I'm done at nine o'clock. I'm home by eleven at the latest, usually. You know. Yep. So, so you I'm do not, you wake up pretty early because I mean, you and I have had like conversations at like seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I like to get up. Like, I like to get up and walk. I don't. I hate gyms. I'm, you know, I'm 56, yeah. so it's not like I'm getting any younger. And I don't like gyms. I have a broken ankle. I don't like to jog. I like to walk in nature. I like to be. I like to be in nature. So either I'll go to my favorite nature preserve, which I did this morning. Nice. Um, and and walk three or four miles, and or I'll go to the beach, um, and do a three mile walk on the beach in the morning. Um, I so love that's that. kind of my exercise. And it, so it's, it's, it's best in the mornings when it's cool because Florida's friggin' hot. Yeah, right? it is hot. You know, it's going to be, it was like 90 last week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know? Fortunately, it's like a high of 78 today. Today's beautiful. So, so Brian and I, I I'm going to share that Brian and I met uh, just as I got divorced. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just as I got you divorced, were you were on vacation. I was on vacation, and I was newly scrolling the dating apps. Oy vey! And um, Brian and I met on Bumble, I think it was. Wait, is Brian and right? ex-boyfriend? No, Brian and I never ever dated, but we were always we we chatted and we had mutual synergy. And so it was like, yeah, she had her kids here. I was like, well, you know what? Why don't you just bring the kids down and see see a show, and I'll show you guys like see us the key. Yeah, and we just became friends. We became know? friends, and then the next year I returned to Sarasota, and we had a beach day with Fraley, Brian's daughter, and my kids. And how was Fraley named again? Someone remind me of the story. Yes, Ace Fraley. Ace Fraley, the guitarist from Kiss. Thank you, sir. Excellent. Love there it. There you go. Love that. And, and here, her name. Her name is Fraley D. And D is, comes from the song D from uh, Blizzard of Oz. Really? Uh, wow. The Osbournes' first record. 
That's crazy. It's a a classical piece that Randy Rhodes wrote for his mother, whose name was Dolores B. Really? Yeah, that's that's special, man. So actually, when she was in, when Fraley was in the womb, I would play the song Detour on my classical guitar every day. That's amazing. Which is is weird, because like, like she actually recognized that tune when she was like four or five. She was like, I know that tune. Did she follow in dad's musical footsteps at all? She's got skills. She's got ear, but she just she's more of a theater kid. She's she a theater kid. Okay. Um, so uh, her mom's not a big fan of like the creative world. Uh, so, but I just try to let her choose what she likes to do. So she she took some violin lessons. She took some piano lessons. She didn't really stick to it, but she has a great ear. She can pick up my guitars and play melodies. That's awesome. I did not know she played the guitar at all. That's interesting. I mean, she's never really took a lesson or yeah, I've shown her chords a couple of times, but she just knows like notes. She That's can, awesome. Like, she can hear a song on the radio, come home and play, play a melody on a guitar, piano or violin, whatever she has. That's awesome. Um, but she, she, she's definitely more into theater. And, and Brian, I I will say one of the things that has kept us close as friends is that we we often talk about philosophy and life philosophies and and guiding principles and and working on ourselves right like I remember I remember confiding in you as a friend as I started the whole like oh my god I'm a divorced person learning to date for the first time, right? And I remember you saying like, hey, you know what? It's totally okay for you to be alone. Like, I think it's really important for people to be alone for a while. And honestly, that was probably the best advice I ever was able to receive from a friend, ironically, whom I ended up meeting on a dating app who became what I believe is like a, you know, a a spirit animal of mine. Um, And I guess one of the, the questions I've had, I know that we... Um, align on the four agreements. Can you speak to how you came to the four agreements and how it is your sort of guiding compass in living life? Yeah, I mean, I think like anything that you find, you like you're in a bookstore, you get a recommendation. But like reading a book, it's just so simple. Yeah, and it's and it's personal responsibility as a, you know, as we were talking about before, it's breaking down your belief system and believing in yourself and not really being concerned with what anyone else thinks. Can you and break it down that, for us? Give us a quick primer, Brian. Like are the four agreements? Yeah. Always be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Um, always do the best that you can, which is number four. And don't assume anything, which is number three. It's just a pretty simple list of like it's a simple philosophy. Yeah. Wait. So, so maybe I missed um, this. Maybe I missed this part of the conversation. Where is this? What's the origin of this philosophy, Brian? Is this something you you publicize? It's a book. It's a book by Don Miguel Ruiz. Oh, Don, Don Miguel. Miguel Ruiz. Okay. Yes. It's called The Four Agreements. And you know who lives by The Four Agreements as well? Scott. Scott Lectrecker. That's 12 steps. Awesome. No, no. no. Well, no. Well, yes, but no. 
So four agreements in the 12 steps. Is this about addiction? No. Four agreements is just not sort of a, no, a, a lifestyle no. map, if you will. But it, but it's similar to some of the things that you, they learn in AA, right? I would I would imagine it, there there is some overlap certainly, but I think four agreements is so much simpler. Uh, well, AA is definitely geared more towards Christianity. Yes, we've uh, learned that. Yes, not, not not that not that I'm criticizing that, but that's not that's the path I really right like take. because like, I I think they're given. They're giving your power away, and with the four agreements, you're kind of taking the power back and being responsible for yourself. And yes. It, it is, are, are these agreements how you kind of structure your life? Yes. Okay. So be impeccable with yeah, your right. word, right? Have integrity. Yeah. Do what you say you're going to do, mm-hmm. right? Don't make assumptions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, try your but best. Don't be offended. Don't be offended by anyone else or whatever what they say or think of you. Yes, mm, mm, it's mm. not personal. That's mm. all, that's whatever someone else says or does is on them. You know, it has nothing to do with you, even if they're criticizing you. It's sort of a life pathway, I think, that like allows for you to take full responsibility only of what you can own, right? You know, yeah, and then you know, through life, you forget it sometimes. So I, I have it. Like, I'll use the audio book in my car when I was like, oh, you know, I really need to get back to some basics. And uh, we're not feeling lost sometimes. Because, I mean, we're human. It, it happens. Absolutely. So I just put, I'll put it on. And there's always, the book has these little series of stories that that he, he talks about how each agreement affects you or how you can use these. And it's like you're reminded by these little stories. And it's, it's helpful for me. Absolutely. Know, well, for me, too. I appreciate that. Um, Brian, as a musician and as somebody who has taken a path that is not, you know, necessarily easy and often um, comes with criticism or, you know, like both fanship and criticism and whatnot, and where there are ways in which, you know, a performance could potentially mean your sense of self-worth for a day like what kind of advice do you give to people who are creative in the way that you are creative who put themselves out there and and who need who need a little sort of you know at a girl or at a boy or let's go back to the four agreements to the, the fourth agreement is always do your best at every given moment there's times when I mean, it's kind of hard when you're really giving yourself, like, as a performer, like, I give every ounce I have every every time I perform. Yep. And some sometimes you don't have as much as the day before. But... Give as much as you have. And be, and be sincere. Like, for me, music, it, if I'm listening to other performers, if I don't hear a sense of sincerity... To what they're doing, and I'm not interested. And I, I really keep that in mind when I perform. So, do it's, you do you believe that you can give off a vibe, right? That people in the audience will see that. Oh, I give off vibe, Mark. I give off vibe. He, he definitely mm. really. Does. Good yeah. God. Do you get do you, do you get vibe? Do you get it from the audience oh, too? You do you get, get vibe oh, yeah. all the time? Really. You get attention. You get good attention. You get negative attention. You get all kinds of attention. You know. And you I get, guess the key is always to not take ladies, it personally. You get the ladies that like the sexy music. 
you get the guy that comes up to you and says, oh, you should hear my son. He's a really good player. You know, you just, you get all kinds of stuff. That's, that's awesome. So do your you best. Know, and that's sort of something that is, that is applicable to anybody and, and, and anything. And be, do your best and be sincere with your craft. Yep. Whatever your craft is. Brian, what are you working on these days? Like what, what, you know, what actual, like what, what projects and groups are you playing in? Um, I have my own group called Third World Avenue, Brian Spainhauer and Third World Avenue. And it's, it's basically what I do solo with a, a rhythm section and world music. Um, I really, you know, I just, I like playing instrumentals. I like world music and I like being able to create my own sound. So I don't play anything traditional. If I play a Brazilian tune, I play it like I play it. I Last even if I play a Beatles or a Led Zeppelin tune, I make it sound like myself. Can you play um, right now Five to One by The Doors? What's that? Five to One by The Doors. <laughs> Can bonk, you play bonk, it right now? Bonk, he wants bonk, to know. Bonk, bonk, bonk. Do you have your guitar handy? Oh, are you, the Doors, I'm not a big fan. but. <sighs> Five to one, baby. One in five. No one here gets out alive now. I got yours, baby. You got mine. Gonna make it, baby, in our prime. <laughs> Brian, hey, you sound just—you sound just about as good as Jim Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, will you spend like two minutes and and play us something that is a, an original Brian Spainhauer? Uh, an original? Yeah, something that you are excited about or working on that you feel comfortable enough sharing with us. Um. I could do this. No, you couldn't. I could do this. Wow. Thank you, Brian. That's a, that's a song called Santiago. Santiago. Loving it. All right, Brian. As we get ready to wind down, what are you listening to these days? Santiago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not the doors. <laughs> mm, I was, well, I listened to a bunch of Toto yesterday. Really? The very first Toto. Toto record I listened to from beginning to end. Um. I listen to a lot of Richie Kotzen. I don't know um, Richie Kotzen. I, I, I can't. Richie, rec- he's actually, he's a rock player that's very soulful. Yep. He actually replaced C.C. DeVille in Poison, 
and he replaced Paul Gilbert and Mr. Big. Wow. But he's got like 25 solo records out. He's just a brilliant player, real soulful, great voice. A lot of people think he, his voice sounds like Chris Cornell, but he's just awesome rock player. Um, I listen to a lot of world music still. Like, I, you know... Spotify is really kind of a cool thing, even though I don't like it doesn't pay the artists, but it's a great discovery tool for yes. people to like, find, find new artists from different parts of the world. Absolutely. Um, so I, I like stuff. I like a lot of Latin music. I just listen to lots of Latin, um, uh, a lot of Brazilian pop, like yep. Gal Costa. Gal Costa is amazing. She just passed away last year, unfortunately, but... Um, amazing singer and, and songwriter. Um, you know, I listen to a lot of old. Still, I listen to Led Zeppelin. Still, yeah, you know, yeah. As as we all should be listening to Led Zeppelin. Absolutely. I did actually. Like, I played a Third World Avenue show last month, and I actually shot some video for it. Um, and we did the Rain song. I do the Rain song by Wow, which is. Which is one of my favorites. Sorry, it's just one of them. moves me every time. It's just a great song. How many guitars do you own? <laughs> uh, 14 or 15. 14. Wow. 14 or 15? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. We need a whole room just to I'm keep them in. I'm sitting right here. I'm sitting in my office and I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm surrounded by 10 guitars right now. And each one has a bit of a different play, a bit of a different sound. Like, you know, like, I'll hear something, and then I'll go to, sorry, I'll go to Spotify, and I'll want to hear, like, that genre. Like, do you hear a sound in your head, and like, oh, this guitar actually plays that sound? Yeah, I mean, like, I have my nylon strings, which is my, most of my career, make my money makers. Yeah. Like, the, the classicals. Um, and electric guitars are a whole other beast. Like, you get your Les Pauls, your Telecasters, your Stratocasters, they all do different things. I have three. I have three Telecasters, and they all sound different. Wow! But and I, I, a Telecaster is my preferred electric guitar. I'm playing in a rock band tonight with this band called Jack Up. Jack and Up. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's I love that. wondering what the. Everyone's like, "What the fuck is Brian doing playing in that band?" But, uh, it gives me a chance to play electric and get out and do something different from what I normally do. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and do you, do you need that create that creative like outlet to like do something a little different? Yeah, I it, like I just started doing this this last year. I really did need it because I was I was just doing so much of my own stuff that I just needed to go have some fun and and and, and be too, be with know? other musicians in a different sort of capacity, and right? Not con- and not and not be in control. I just show up. I'm not the I'm not the band leader. Yep. I just show up in a play, you know, and I have a lot less responsibility. Yeah, l- less less pressure, right? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. All right, Brian. With a Y. Advice to younger self before we let you go. Oh, man. I, that's almost impossible. I mean, it's one of those things, like, if you take a piece away of what I've experienced, I wouldn't be who I am now. Okay. That's kind of deep. That is deep. He's a deep guy. Um, So, you know, I mean, coulda, shoulda, woulda. There's so many coulda, shoulda, wouldas. Um, I just keep moving forward. That's what I tell myself now. Keep trying to better yourself, trying to love better and uh, 
never stop learning. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I you know, was, I play 20 to 30 hours a week, and I still learn something new every week, you know, on my instrument. That's is, amazing. Yeah, is, is, uh, I'm sorry. Is, is playing a guitar, do you always learn? Like, my kid plays ice hockey, and it's you're always improving, like, your game. Are you always improving your rhythm, your timing, like, different things on a guitar? Yeah, rhythms especially. There's, like, so many rhythms all over the world. That's the cool yeah. thing. And so there's something that someone else does that you, you hear, and you're like, oh, what are they doing? And, you know, there, there's always someone that sounds different than you that you can take and learn something from. I love that. Have I you love heard? That. Have you heard of um? They're a, uh, a male female Spanish duo, Rodrigo y Gabriela. Oh yeah, I'm quite familiar with them. Yeah. yeah, they're amazing, right? Love them. Yeah, and talk about like right hand rhythm technique. Like Gabriela's phenomenal. I think that's my favorite part of that the duo is her her right hand. Really. Brilliant. Wow. Okay, well... Because I'm more, I'm, I'm more like Rodrigo. I'm the note guy, you know? I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> right hand, note guy? Note, note. Note. Oh, sorry. So so it's the way... I, I don't know Gabriella and Rodrigo, so no. Mark, you're going to have to yeah, listen. Yeah. Um, but you mean the way she strums with her right hand? Exactly. Okay. So that's... So, so what Brian is saying is that when Gabriella... Yeah. Um, strums, she's like that technique is uh, what is I see, I the see. highlight for him. Thank you for explaining. Yes. Mark. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess my last question before we let you go is when shall we expect you to come visit us so that we can actually get you, uh, get you two together and um, and hear you potentially play in person. The Doors, man, <laughs> probably not the Doors. It's not a Doors fan. It's not a Doors. Or maybe we need to come see you in Costa Rica. There's well, definitely in Costa Rica, Rica, but maybe in Sarasota. Maybe we can go to Siesta Key and watch um, watch Brian play. Yeah, yeah, you're more than welcome. But yeah, I do. I would like to. Make it up your way, honestly. I, mean, I know we've been talking uh, about it only for about seven years. So, um, you know, I don't know. That who knows? You're due. We'll you and your significant other, and Fraley D. Um, right, we will expect right. a visit. And we thank you today so, for spending time with us as you get ready to gig out at five p.m. All right. Well, I'm going to go put my makeup on and. <laughs> Yes. His kiss makeup. His Dude, kiss makeup. Brian, th- thank you, bro. Good to hear from you. Good thank to you talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. I, I hope I was, uh, I hope I can give something to your listeners. No, absolutely. And and to hear you, we go to www.brianspainhower.com. Is that correct? Yep. B-R-Y-A-N-S-P-A-I-N-H-O-W-E-R.com. Yes. Awesome, bro. Thank you. The talented Mr. Brian Spainhauer in the house with us by telephone today. And we're grateful for your time and for your talent in the world. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Brian. This Thank is you guys for z- having me. We'll, we'll talk soon. Zero hour and we are outie. Thank you. Woo! Woo!